Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Oops, you know what? I'm not plugged in. <laughs> Can I do that? Oh my gosh. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I didn't have my mic plugged in. Holy Moses. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. Not used to doing morning shows anymore. Uh, really good to see you guys. And uh, before, well, really quick, give a shout out to the radio podcast audience. But also, um, officially this morning, we are now going to be on Amazon. This is like not a joke. Uh, we're going to be on Hulu, Amazon. Uh, what other streaming networks are there? We are very fortunate, very blessed that we formed uh, we formed a new partnership. So we're going to be streaming on television now. And uh, Amazon has a new app. It's a new Amazon Fire app that is coming out. Uh, Gratitude Filtered will be on that as well. And uh, it's broadcasting the show now to um, – it won't be live on Amazon <clears throat> or Roku or Hulu or any of that stuff. It's not going to be live. It will be pre-recorded. But all the old shows in this are going to be now broadcast on those streaming networks. And uh, really excited about that. So that literally happened this morning. And I'm running around uh, like crazy. I have a really good guest coming up, somebody that is running a cancer organization. Um, I'm really, really excited to talk to her. Actually got to speak to her for the very first time yesterday. And I, I love this woman already. I love what she's about. Um, we're not going to be talking about business or any of this stuff. Jillian, good to see you. Ariana, good to see you. Callie, good to see you, my love. Uh, good to see you. And uh, Jillian, good to see you guys. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So I'm really excited for Elizabeth, too, because her show will be one of the first ones that gets broadcast, again, on Amazon and Hulu and all of this stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about it, and uh, I'm going to be in the wormhole this weekend working on all that stuff. Um, but I want to address something really quick. Class, uh, from last night you know I got away from doing interviews for a while and the reason why is because I really wanted to focus on talking about what I've been learning with my relationship with God and um, but you know when I see interesting people like it's it's sometimes like hey I would love to interview you and I when I see people that are really really accomplished and I see this crazy resume of all of this success I'm like, wow, how'd they get there? Like something's driving them to, to be this successful. What's up, Allie? Good to see you. Good morning. Um, and so last night's interview, if you guys saw the show last night, it was a train wreck of epic proportions. Um, I'm trying to take the interview one way because the format of Gratitude Unfiltered is finding gratitude it's most traumatic how we overcame because we all overcome something and like for the life of me the entire interview i'm trying to like get it back to this path and i don't want to talk about business and it just was bad and i take full responsibility for the interview being bad and then i also take full responsibility for getting frustrated and well, basically blowing up the interview. Like it got to a point where it's like, I'm looking at the audience and people are saying, so what did she overcome? I mean, because you guys all watch the show. You're part of it. You get it. You get what this is about. I don't talk about business. I don't care about business. And I want to know people's stories. Like when I have, a, I have some comedians coming on, I don't care about their comedy as much as I care about what the root, the root of what, where that comedic genius comes from. If you're in business and you come on the show, I want to know the root. Jason Cisneros is one of the most powerful business minds on the planet. But there's the root and core of where that comes from that is inspiring, and that's what I wanted to get into. And I got frustrated. Like, I'm not going to lie. I got frustrated. I blew up the interview, and then I went on a rant. Because I stand by this, like the, the one thing I will not change, the one thing I will not change is my belief that we are, as God's children, as our creator's children, 
we are, are all have the assignment of using our gifts. If, if, say if you don't even want to believe that you have gifts, we'll, we'll go this route. You still as a human being, it is your job to serve others. That is your job before anything else is to serve, is to give. And I'm not, it's not always money. Sometimes it's your time. Sometimes it's your resources, your resources. It is your duty as a human being to give back, to help other people, to help mankind. I believe to have a passion, to have a care about something else other than yourself. And I really feel like if you're somebody that has been is is successful and you are of influence and you have an opportunity where you're meeting with business leaders that are making millions and millions of dollars and world leaders it is in my belief and i'm not going to change from this that it is a responsibility that you use those opportunities to to try to ease suffering in the world and I'm I, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to quit apologizing. I really believe that if you're not taking advantage of those opportunities to make the world a better place and just make things about business, I don't have time for you. You're not, you're to me are not human. You're not honoring God. And, and especially when somebody that is a person of faith is, has, doesn't have a cause to care about or is not wanting to ease suffering I can't wrap my freaking head around it. I can't. So I got emotional in a, not in a crying way, in a feisty way, and I blew up the interview. So look, I know for a fact that I could have handled that situation better. I am, I am a human being. I'm a flawed human being, and a lot of you got to see it last night. I do come from a place of love. I am a fighter for people because I don't, I want, I want there to be less suffering in the world. I want people to use their gifts to bless other people. And, you know, I want to see the world change. So I get a little feisty about it, but I could have handled it better. Um, I wasn't a professional. <laughs> and, but then again, you guys got to see my shock jock side. And by the way, I am the shock jock of personal development. Or something like that. Anyway, so with all that said, I I look, if I offended anybody last night, I somehow I didn't curse. That was impressive. But if I offended anyone last night, I do apologize. I, it's not it's not my intention at all. I am very passionate about helping people and making the world a better place. And um, sometimes my brain won't process when other people aren't the same way. And if they are, why they won't talk about it blows my mind. And that's all I wanted to do is talk about what do we care about here? So it was a train wreck. It was a disaster. But I'm leaving it up anyway because I'm not going to hide behind a bad interview. Uh, some people found it very entertaining. But I'm not going to hide behind it um, because I'm not perfect. And I'm going to screw up before. I'm going to screw up again. And, and I'm going to have struggle. But I'm there. So... You know, I'm not perfect at all. So anyway, but I am going to do a better job of discerning who my guests are going to be because I, I really would prefer that they be on the same page of, of what the show's about. So anyway, um, <laughs> so one of the cool things, too, um, that I'm really excited about with the new platform is that all of the comments are going to stream through this. So like when you guys like... Um, Darian, which is you have so many names on YouTube. It's getting really confusing. Good morning, Bonnie. Good to see you All the comments are centralized So you guys are going to be able to comment and have fun with uh, people from all over the world And it's really really exciting to be able to do this here So you guys are going to be a part of something a lot of fun So if you don't want your comments broadcast all over the world Don't comment <laughs> But if you want to have your comments broadcast, please comment away you guys network with each other. You guys say hello, plug your businesses, plug your nonprofits, plug the things that you care about. But right now, I'm really excited to introduce to you the CCN founder, Elizabeth Scott Wise. Elizabeth Wise, a two-time cancer survivor, is the founder and president of CCN. She developed a free cancer retreat night in 2005 in San Diego, where she owned and managed a similar wellness center named Leisure Spa and Wellness Center. Ooh, spa, nice. In 2008, Wise was diagnosed with cancer a second time, 
and made the decision to close down her business. In 2011, she was approached by Roderick A. Comuno, the second MD, FACP, FASN, to reintroduce the cancer retreat night via a wellness center formula that led to the founding of a cancer concierge network in Signal Hill. Um, so Elizabeth it was diagnosed in 2002 and 2007 with invasive carcinoma breast cancer. Jeez. With a double mastectomy, several reconstructive surgeries, six rounds of chemotherapy, 21 lymph nodes removed from her right arm. Oh, my gosh. Chemo ports in her arm and chest, 35 radiation treatments, and a total of six years of breast cancer medicines. She continues to de detoxify her mind, body, and spirit through holistic modalities. She found supplementing her current accepted treatments with holistic healing therapies, nutrition, herbs, having hope and trust in her savior Jesus has made her down a path to acceptance, remission of her cancer and a return to wholeness. Her journey inspired a newfound cancer concierge network and CCN wellness center so that others could find their pathway to wellness. Elizabeth pays it forward with CCN's mission to guide, educate and refer others to holistic pathways for health and wellness. Cancer Concierge Network is a 501c3 nonprofit in order to accept directed donations, families, friends, coworkers, and others in need. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Elizabeth Scott Wise. What's going on, Elizabeth? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so humbled by being on your um, show here. I'm, especially because I just talked to you yesterday. <laughs> Well, I'm happy. What listen, Brandy, when she reaches out, I, I take her I take her friends serious. I know Brandy is not messing around with anyone that, you know, is not she just she's good people and she only has good people around her. And when we spoke, I was like, you know what? I'll I'm gonna do I'll do a morning show to have you on. I know you have a big event coming up, but Elizabeth, first things first, what are you grateful for today? Uh, I'm so grateful for just being here today every breath I take, I am actually so grateful. My, my life has changed minute by minute for the last 56 years. And I have learned so well to just let go and let God. And that sounds easy. Um, and it sounds cliche, <laughs> but it's not, it truly <laughs> is not. <laughs> um, and there's, I'm just so grateful that God is opening my heart, my eyes, and my ears to listen to him, to find my, pa I've always had passion like you, and sometimes that's taken weird, right? <laughs> I'm overly confident and this and that. <laughs> so I completely understand where you're coming from. But the passion that God puts in us is exactly the right type a passion personality that we are supposed to use in our life to find our purpose and our mission. And I think really my great, I'm so grateful today that I am, um, I see the mission. I see the purpose of my life and what my experience of what I've been through. And, and if you give me five minutes to go through uh, traumatic, and I, I think I watched your um, kind of life story last night <laughs> a little bit, and I, I was so I don't know where where I was <laughs> on social on the internet or anything, but I was flabbergasted at what you've been through, and I feel so humbled because we always think that our story is nothing, but then someone thinks our story is is like what you're still here? What are you doing here? Right? Um, that today I can see the path that I took and that God led me through. And I'm a winner, okay? And some people might think, wow, man, she's lost everything a couple of times. She's been through cancer and a stroke and bad relationships and, and she's still here. Why? Because God uses our pain mm. for his purpose and for our purpose. And we well, it gives us a purpose, right? What's that? It, I don't know if it's our purpose and that, that we choose it, but it, it's God's purpose, and it's and we and we get it becomes our purpose. It's it's something that we get to use. God never wastes a pain. That's right. 
I 100% believe that. So when we think about the things that we've been through, we're like, ah, why did I go through that? Why did I make that same mistake? Am I ever going to learn? Right. And when we get down further on the road, when we trust in him, we actually really, really see, oh, okay, maybe I didn't hear. Maybe I didn't really see. Maybe I continued to do the same thing, but in a different way. But when we really be still, and that's what I'm grateful for, that I was afforded in the last couple of years to be still and to really find my relationship with God. And I will always be on a growth mission grow me god because if we stop growing that means we're not changing that means we're not getting better we're not learning we're not we're not we're not moving and just like we're supposed to be on the vine together we have to grow because when you stop growing what happens you die and and i'm just really thankful for today and thankful that i'm i'm here so thank you so when you first find out that you have cancer I mean, I, I know about when you when you get that diagnosis and it's like, oh my gosh. And you I like for me, it's like, I'm gonna die. Oh my gosh. And I mean, those are the, the thought, the initial thoughts that run through your head. Do you remember the first thoughts that went through your head right when you found out that you had breast cancer? I do. I do. I remember I'm gonna die, and it's because I've been so bad. <laughs> And I hadn't been living my life right because I was really angry at the time when I was diagnosed. Uh, I was married at 16 and widowed at 28 with two kids. Um, I was blamed for my husband's death uh, through a lot of different ways. And I was very religious when I was younger and thought I was supposed to save my husband who was an alcoholic and, and what had problems with drugs. And I was this good Christian girl. And when I was blamed because I stood up for myself after 11 years, I decided, um, I think I'm not gonna believe in God anymore and I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do. Because it doesn't make a difference anyways, right? Then I got diagnosed with cancer and I went, oh my God, he's, he's, he's coming at me, right? He's, he's oh, you're talking about God's coming after you, right? And yeah, I thought, I thought I'm being punished. And I also thought, um, Thank goodness I get to take a day off. And I told my sister, who also is a co-creator of CCN, she's a nurse and she worked with Deepak Chopra. And right a year before I got diagnosed with cancer, I was working at a law firm. I had my paralegal business. I um, was doing side jobs and I just kept myself busy. I raised my kids and I mean, I brought him to work with me. It was all about work. It was all about work. And my sister came out because I was up at four o'clock in the morning typing. And she says, Liz, you got to work. You got to slow down. Your, your body is eavesdropping on your mind. And you're going to get sick. And I said, no way. I said, if I stop, I'm going to start crying and I won't be able to stop crying. So I don't want to think about my life. I just want to do. So I did. And I did. And when I got diagnosed, I'm one of those people that has to go in the hospital or get a health issue before I take a vacation. When I had those surgeries, do you know what my thoughts were? <gasps> I get eight hours of sleep. That Let's see here. Um, the surgery is going to take five hours and it's going to take me a couple hours to recover. That means I get some sleep. Whoa. How many of us that are listening right now that are like that? I mean... I, that is that's such a problem. I think I think it's an American issue. I think all the other countries they manage to take vacations, but rest. The one thing I've learned in my journey more than anything, and which helped me grow. I mean, I have a lot more growing to do, but <laughs> I've learned just how powerful rest is. Yes, having yeah. that time alone. It's like some people look at rest as meditation. Some it can be reading. Some it could be. I mean, just laying there. I, I, I mean, it can look a lot of different ways. Um, soaking, some of you know what that is. Um, but the rest part of it is something that I was the same way. Like I needed to have back surgeries before I was like, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna rest. Cause I'm always running, always running, always running. <laughs> 
And, and of course, I'm, I was running for myself, for you, at that stage in your life where you're now going, okay, so it's going to take cancer for me to actually take a day off or rest. In your situation, were you were you running from something? Yes, absolutely. What were you running from? Um, feeling that I was worthless. My work was my worth. Yeah. Um, I was 16 when I got married. And I was wrapped into being a mom and then I became a salesperson and everything was about just doing. Um, and I had to accept what, I mean, let's get real. I was 16 years old, I was pregnant, okay? I'd make wrong, I had made wrong decisions. Uh, the church, uh, because I was so zealous, a zealous little Christian. And this is where it took, in, it took 54 years, 16 to 54, until I realized what I was thinking. Our worst enemy is ourselves, is our mind. And until we really look at the pole in our eyes, we can't look at the speck in anybody else's. When we think about people that hurt people that hurt people, guess what? When you're a hurt person, you can hurt somebody. And yeah. when you don't even know that you're hurt, you don't even know why you're running. You don't even know. All I knew was I was hurt. And if I stopped, I'd cry. And I ended up getting married a couple of years later after my husband passed. And I remember that man took everything and left and broke my kids' hearts, broke my heart. And I was choking. I would cough. I couldn't even breathe. And I used to say, I'm choking on my life. I'm choking on my life. And eventually I got through that and became angry because you choke, you get angry uh, because who helps you? Who really says to you, you need to look inside because we can blame everybody else. We can blame our circumstances. We can even blame the health issues, but it all comes down to what's going on in our mind, our body's eavesdropping on it, what our spirit is, our, and and this is the last two years I had to I had to go back to the creator. I had to find why was I created, and was I really loved? Because everybody I felt would use me, abuse me, and leave me. But guess what? I found out God never left me. He carried me through all of that, and. That that is such a transformation when you've been in the church and you've been away from the church and you think that religion is supposed to be kind and we're supposed to be kind and do all of these things. And then as women, some women and men, we get run over because we're caught between the religion and we're caught between not wanting to be mean to somebody. And all of this has just culminated inside me where it became um i didn't have my self-worth i didn't know who i was i thought i was a paralegal i thought i was a business owner i thought i was the mother of two i thought i worked at a law firm um uh, i was a salesperson it, it, it didn't matter it was never who i was and until we can discover who we are um the illnesses that come in our lives will always be there. And not that I'm perfect by far and I'm still growing like you, uh, but it was the pain that I felt when my husband, uh, my first husband got into a car wreck and was in the hospital he had, he had torn the vertebral artery in his neck, two of them. You have three arteries going in the back of your head to your brain. One um, controls your speech, one controls your actions, and one controls your mind. So he only had one and a half going up to his head. After three days, he had nothing. That's what you call brain dead. Yeah. And that's when I had to make the decision at 28 to pull the plug. Now, believe it or not, Seven years before that, my sister 
my oldest sister lost her husband to prostate cancer. And so my husband and I were very close to them. And we had talked about if we ever became paralyzed. I mean, this specific thing that happened to him. So I knew exactly what to do. How that happened I, I is through someone else's dying, I realized that was the gift that was given to me that I knew what to do when that happened. And then to even donate his eyes and his heart because he, we talked about it. Yes, donate everything that's, that's good in my body. And so I knew what to do. And um, I remember telling my kids after that happened, I had to tell them that their dad passed. And I said, we're gonna be the three musketeers. We are gonna survive this. We are gonna, we are just gonna go and do because we have a purpose and we're gonna get it done. So guess what? Both my children and myself, we both have a lot of, my son is a research doctor here in New York. My daughter is married to a, to a high powered attorney in San Diego and she works with him. And I will tell you that that um, is something that can really make you sick. Um, and so, like you said, even God had to take a day off to rest, right? <laughs> he, he created the entire world in six days. And he said, on the seventh day, I rested. Yeah. And none of us really, really talk or think about that, especially in California, because we are on the go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because, you know, it's 55 times more expensive here than everywhere else. But there's also 55,000 more opportunities, uh, times the opportunities here, too. So it's kind of worth it. But even with that, <laughs> you're it, it, it took it literally took great not beatings, but I mean, I had a bit get beaten beaten into me the importance of rest, and and I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm talking about rest, and and even if it's it can be a ten minute rest, or if it's just to slow yourself down enough, I, it's just so crucial because I and Robert's going to get mad at me or not mad at me. He's going to correct me, but Rob. I always may I always kind of tease the 10 Xers because like 10x your life and you can't 10x everything in your life all at once. I just there's really I really believe that there's got to be balance. You can't if you overextend yourself in one area, you're gonna leave another delinquent. And I think you have to get real comfortable with what do you want out of life? What do you want to accomplish? But in the end, you still get to rest. It's extremely, extremely important, especially for you to have the ability to go out and pursue what you were called to do. So in your case, you, you know, you get these cancer diagnosis and, and, and you've got to, you got to fight this off. You got to come up with a game plan. So after you get away from the thoughts of I'm going to, okay, I'm going to die now. At what point did you shift your attitude? You go, you know what? Cancer will not kill me. I'm not only going to survive, I'm going to thrive and I'm now and and not only after I beat cancer I'm going to use this experience to bless other people. Tell us about that part of the journey. That is a great story because um as you know I thought I was not worthy of being forgiven. Um but my sister again she was instrumental my oldest sister she said let's go to this church around the corner. And so I, we went to this church and they were doing a study on the Purpose Driven Life book. Have you read that book? In jail. It was a good book. <laughs> right? right. The uh, fourth time, not the wow. sixth time, the fourth time, yeah. Changed my life, completely changed my life. Uh, read it five times, did all this uh, Bible studies and everything and realized that everything that I'd gone through that there's a purpose for it and yeah. that we just need to stay on our journey. But that changed my life. And the pastor came and he anointed me with oil, which I truly believe in anointing. When you're sick, you need to go find someone to anoint you with oil, a pastor or a minister, because I truly believe uh, both times I had cancer, I had that done. And when, when I finally realized that I was worthy, 
I decided I needed to give back. So I I had a daughter. Oh, beautiful. What's that? I said that is beautiful. When um I was going my through my cancers because my daughter, when I got diagnosed, I had an eight-month-old grandson. In fact, he had he was laying on my chest and kind of hit me, and that's how I found the cancer. Was there was a big nodule. And so I my grandson's birthday was three days ago. This is so relevant. Um, three days ago, my grandson turned 17. I prayed to God. I just wanted to wait. I just wanted to stay alive for five years to see him turn five years old because he saved I felt he saved my life. And when I started this cancer center in 2014, my brother, Victor, who the victory retreats are named after, he passed from cancer a month before I opened it. And today is his birthday. So this is really special for me to be on your show today. But my grandson, um, I feel that that he made me, gave me a reason to live. And my daughter, his mother, she was 20. And when we got diagnosed, you, they say they never tell you that you have cancer over the phone. Well, my doctor told me on the phone okay? it was when cell phones just came out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always had a cell phone. So I'm driving and my doctor's on the phone and uh, the surgeon that had done the biopsy had said, oh, you don't have cancer. There's no way you don't have cancer. It doesn't look like cancer. So she calls me on the phone, my doctor, and she says, I'm sorry, you have cancer. So I pull over. And my and my daughter looks at me because she knows I haven't had a really great life. She says, "You're not going to fight, are you?" And I said, um, "I said, well, maybe it's just my time, honey." And it was really super sad. And she got really depressed. And I realized that I had fight too. Um, that was the other push on my on me was I had a daughter that loved me. And when I said, okay, I'm going to fight, let's do this. She went all out in San Diego. She dragged me to do yoga, to do massage. I had friends that would come to my house that would do massage. She was an esthetician. Um, I did biofeedback. I did herbs. I did this nutritionist out in Rancho San Diego. I, uh, I would line up water in front of me and put drops in them alkaline water this is before the alkaline water stuff was so we had to do the alkaline water i was doing that i was doing enzymes you name it she found it and i did it okay <laughs> i don't do all i didn't do all of it i mean i was putting enzymes they were tasted so awful i could i could put it in a needle i'm like no i am not doing the needle so i put it underneath my tongue the nastiest thing ever right but i did it because i was going to learn how to take care of myself. I threw all sugar out. I did all this stuff, but I had someone that was my concierge. I had someone that helped me because what's a concierge do? And that's how this all started was you have the support person, the caregiver, your friend, your relative, a concierge, even where we are, to help you get through this is so important. And I mean, I use my last $90 in my bank account to do lymphatic massage because the first time I didn't have the lymph nodes taken out. So there was a chance that my arm could blow up. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I got to do something. Right. Yeah. And uh, so through all of that, she helped me so much. And uh I decided to give back and I decided that I better open a spa for her <laughs> because if I die, I want to leave her something, right? So I'm pretty good in business. And I had a, a paralegal office and it, I, I turned it into a spa and then it turned into a big spa. <laughs> it's crazy. And um, I said, well, if we do this, I want to open it up for people that have cancer so that you can give them a facial or a massage. We can get a massage for them so they can yeah. relax. Step in. Do you remember Calgon taking me away? Does anybody remember that? That was a commercial with a lady in a bathtub with bubble bath. Of course. Okay. I, my, my little spa was like Calgon take me away. People would walk in, they would sit down on the couch and they would just say, I, I, I just want to sit here. 
because it's so calm and and I just love it in here. I said, well, would you like to see? No, I just want to sit here. <laughs> it was really hilarious. But um, and so we did that. And then I said, oh, I got to do more. So I went to a mayor's meeting. I was involved with the city and American Cancer Society lady was there. And if anyone has done anything with American Cancer Society, the Relay for Life, that makes 50% of all the money for American Cancer Society. Okay. So the lady was there and I walked up to her and I said, oh, I want to, I want to volunteer. I want to give back. And she says, great. Can I come meet with you? I said, sure. So she came down to my spa and, and we met. And next thing I know, I was the event chair. Okay. There was only three people that were in, involved in this event. And it went in three weeks from three people to 300 people being involved. We raised like $40,000 and uh um, all in three weeks and did the event and it was an incredible experience and then i i got involved with susan g coleman was on the coalition went all the way to um um sacramento and knocked on the door saying every woman counts right <laughs> and because if you don't know this about cancer um especially if you're a woman you have so many things that you have to go through and I made within three weeks the decision to do a double mastectomy. I only had cancer in one breast. I'm no nonsense person, okay? I needed to get back to work. So <laughs> I thought, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I was doing an aftercare surgery for plastic surgery people, people that were having breast enhancements and tummy tucks. And it's so funny when I got diagnosed the first time, I thought, oh, I'm gonna do something back, give back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of women that had double mastectomies, right? Because that's what you do. You do, you go to plastic surgeons to reconstruct. Do you know that when I did that, within that month, I was diagnosed with breast cancer? And I thought, God, are you gonna make me go through this to be able to experience it so I can really talk about it and give back? That's what went through my head. And that's exactly, that was one of the that's things. an empowering thought though. Right? I mean, to be able to ask God in that moment, like to have that awareness in real time to say, God, really again, <laughs> but you, 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 you want me to experience this so I can teach about it. Right. Like that to me yeah. is what a relationship with God is, is yeah. when you can go, holy crap, not again. Like it's be real. Like, man, I have to gear up for another fight, but Oh, you want me to teach this? You want me to help people with this? You want me to? You want me to talk about this? How that to me is one of the most empowering things I've ever heard on this show. Because to me, that shows why every day you seek God, every day you spend time, you rest, you soak, so that when those moments come up for you, you can say, "Dead gummit." This is not what I, I don't, oh, okay. You know what? All right, I see what you're doing here. That mean, And that also means, that also means that you know that you get to overcome it. Yes. That it, mean, it means when you have that awareness, like, okay, I know you're giving this to me, but I also know that you're guaranteeing me victory because I get to use this to bless other people's lives. So when I talk about the audience, when I talk about, why it's so important to have that relationship with God. It is. She just said why. She just said it without saying it. That is exactly why. So when you, when life hands you lemons, you can make lemonade or in some people make a John Daly or an Arnold Palmer <laughs> or whatever. But the point is when life does happen and it will happen, it's gonna happen for all of us. We're all gonna be faced with challenges. But when you spend the time, when you build your armor, you're able to look at those challengers from an empowering position of like, Deb Gummit, I don't like this, God, but I see what you're doing. You want me to use this. So we're okay. gonna you, sorry. I have to tell you, Joshua, this is, you're gonna just flip out when you when you hear this, okay? Because I can't even believe it. When I tell people the story, they're like, what? Okay, so you know that my husband um, was in a car accident, it was a rollover, he passed away. After that, I became a paralegal and did estate planning because I thought it was very important for people to understand that uh, they need to prepare themselves in case something happens. And I had children, so it's really important. And I ended up 
becoming a paralegal that did estate planning with attorneys with the police department in Chula Vista where the accident happened. 15 years after my husband passed away, I was doing an estate plan for someone in the Chula Vista police department and they came through my door and they asked me why I was doing estate planning. And I told them why I used to go into roll call and talk to the police officers about how important it is to do this. Right. Yeah. So he's asking me this and I'm telling him, Oh, it was on Otay Lakes road. And, and uh, there was a lot of construction and his tire fell off and I'm like, describing it. And, and he says, did you see the city? And I said, I started to, but I was so messed up and uh, they, I was so messed up and they, my mother-in-law blamed me for my husband's death and I just couldn't do it. And he goes, Oh, well you should have. And I said, why? He said, cause I was the CSI guy on the, on the, on the accident. He remembered it 15 years later, exactly what it looked like. I always thought, Oh, maybe my husband was really, uh, um, was was really drunk and depressed and he he, he crashed his car because we were actually separated at the time and I had talked to him hours before he got into the car. I um, thought that maybe there was foul play with the drugs that somebody had ran him off the road because he owed money. I mean, all kinds of things come through your head, right? I had been living with this for 15 years and this man came in and told me, no, it was the road. Can you believe the enlightenment that I had that that could be put aside and that I utilized my pain of being a widow to do estate planning to help other people as a stepping stone to use my story to help others, right? And that's just one stepping stone I've used. The next stepping stone was the cancer, right? because I was doing now, I was doing American Relay for life and people kept coming up to me and because I said my story, I was the survivor that spoke at this big event and the city council was there and the mayor and they just like their mouths just dropped open. And when it's your life, you don't think anything about it. You don't think, oh, it's not any big deal, right? And they were just, wow, you're kidding. All these people, they had way worse cancer than I did. They had stomach cancer, they had liver cancer, they had brain cancer. And they would come to my retreat night and they would like line up to talk to me just because something that God put in me, he's allowing me to help other people to have hope, to give the gift of hope, that we can have victory and that every day we can have breath. And, and then I'm just gonna tell you because I got it, that's a stepping stone, right? I see it. I see the stepping stone. And then the second time, the second time I got cancer, uh, I, when you get cancer a second time, you really think, okay, your life is over. I lost everything. My children thought they were going to be orphans. They made me give up my house of 20 years. I literally was living in my car, driving to my son's apartment, to my daughter's house. Uh, to an old boyfriend and just thinking, I just need to be alone. I just need to do this on my own. I drove myself to chemo. I drove myself to, to radiation. Um, I, my, I had good clients that, that actually worked with me. But do you know, um, people were so good to me. Now, some people weren't, but they were good to me. And I was able to help people, even when I went through cancer. I'd go to depositions as the paralegal for the attorney with a wig on. And I would, and they would say, they would say, what? That's a, that's a wig? I had no hair. I had no eyelashes. And they're like, wow, I have someone, so-and-so's uh, going through cancer. And I realized how important it was to be able to speak about it because there's two types of people that have cancer that, they react. They either hide and don't talk about it, and that's okay. And then there's people that can walk into the bank right after you get diagnosed, like me, and say, I just got diagnosed with cancer, making a deposit. And the teller looking at me going, what? Because God gave me the gift to be able to speak through all of this. And I, I'm so grateful. 
I used to be called when I was angry. I was used to be called Lizinator, woman with a dozen huevos. Okay, because <laughs> I was mean. I, I mean, I literally I was a crusader and I was going to get it all done. And now I'm like, I just want to be a peaceful person. Yeah. I just want to love. I just want to pay it forward. So the second time I got this, I ended up meeting my husband, who made me laugh for five years, and um for six years and then I lost my dad to cancer and then I lost my brother to a stroke. This is all in the four years that I opened this cancer center in Signal Hill, okay? And my husband left, uh, he left, There's, a, there's, he, he has his own battles and the, I will tell you, I would check myself into the hospital and because when you recognize when you drop to the ground and you don't want to be here, you don't do anything, but you just, you just, you just say, God, can I have my heaven wish? Please take me now. <laughs> um, what more can I do? And then somewhere in the back of your mind, there's the Holy Spirit saying, you just need a rest. You just need to go and have a rest. So I checked myself in for a couple of days. I checked myself out. I went home. I tried to make it work. It didn't work. He left. He abandoned me. He took everything. Again, I've lost everything three times in my life, okay? And I have come back. I guess I could be like a phoenix. I'm not sure. I know God has a reason why I'm here and what I'm supposed to be doing. And for that, for me to be able to speak this and to understand what I really want to come and tell you, Joshua, is sometimes the worst things can happen to you because bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. And that we have to accept that. But we can literally rest in God's grace. And you asked me how I got through my cancer. I said, these three things. Let I woke up every morning, let go, let God. Have an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And God, give me peace that passes the understanding because I don't understand. <laughs> and even the two years that my husband, I and I I was in this strange transformation with God to really be one-on-one -on -one with him. Yeah. Because I'm a workaholic. For the first year, I didn't even leave my house until noon to go to my center or to do anything. That's unheard of me because I do half days, you know, half days, 12 hours, half days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did tw 12 hours and I was with nobody but myself and my dog, my dog Halo. Okay. And what I learned was the things that I thought in my mind, I had to re-find new pathways in my brain because of everything that I learned from, from the churches that were hellfire and brimstone to uh, uh, the business that I learned to the people that I worked with. It, it all culminated into going back to who made me to what God says about me. I had to find out who Elizabeth was. And yeah. the only way I found that out was by taking everything out and sitting there and saying, I am a child of God. I am a citizen of heaven. Uh, my coworker is Jesus. I am here for a reason. God loves me unconditionally. And that he forgave me and his son died for me. And I need nothing else in my life. And that my first priority is my relationship and my love for God. Because once I have that, he will give me anything. In fact, it's so funny. Today is the fifth, the 40 days of prayer. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Last night, Joshua, I read you the prayer of Jabez. Yeah. And it goes, 
Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. That means, bless me, God. Make what I'm supposed to do here bigger. You're helping me expand my, my territory. And then he says, let your purpose that I'm supposed to be here for be the light that shines to other people. Let me be the vehicle. And the last is keep me from evil. I will tell you, we are so in bondage within our mind and people don't, and this is the message that I have gotten from my life, is it is not anybody else that's keeping us in bondage because our worst enemy is ourselves. And I recognized that my worst enemy, and that's why I had cancer. And, and because cancer is your own body coming against you, Joshua. Did you know that? Yes. It's your own cells going awry. And everyone has cancer six times in their lifetime. But it's some of us that maybe work too hard, maybe are not dealing with something that has hurt us, that maybe we're allowing abuse and hiding it underneath. I will tell you, I, I've gone through a lot of abuse and I want everything to look good. And I, you know, the duck that goes across the pond and it's pat, if you look under the water, you can see its little feet going, 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 but it looks really nice and calm on the, on the pond. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Right. And I was just like, this is, this isn't matching. Okay. I need to, I need to slow down. I need to see what truly, what, who Elizabeth is, find out who I am. I'm a child of God. I need to know what and how I'm supposed to use my talents and my abilities here. I know how to create a business. I never went to school for that. I went to school for a paralegal and an English major, okay? I didn't know how to do business. I can create a business. I don't like to run it, <laughs> but I can create it. And the gifts that you see that you have and the passions that you have, those can be looked at by the world as something not good for us. But truly, when you really find yourself, you realize, I don't have to have five different businesses. Yeah. I can do what my experience that I've been through having cancer twice. I had a stroke. Do you know that I went through what my husband went through? A chiropractor cracked my neck and tore the vertebral artery. That was before I had cancer. Now you tell me that that's not something that I'm supposed to go through so I can understand. I can understand what other people go through and what through all of this, you can have victory. You And that's what our victory retreats are for, is you need a concierge. You need someone like my daughter to help you. That's why we have all the, the, the people that come in. They volunteer their time. This nonprofit is totally about volunteering. It is about paying it forward. It is about me. I do foot soaks. I'm the founder, and I've kept this alive for four years all by myself until Brandy came along, Angela, and Edward. And now these are these are passionate people that believe in this. And for four years, I've been looking for people that have the same passion as me. And they finally come because my territory is expanding. And I am so grateful. But I get on my knees. And I do foot soaks like Jesus washed his disciples feet. Because I want to do unto others as as I would have them do unto me. Mm -hmm. But so tell everybody about this event that's coming up on Sunday. I, I know that, you know, you, there's people watching and listening from all over the world, but this event is, is it in Long Beach? Where is it at? It's in Signal Hill. Signal Hill. Where is that at? Uh, in Long Beach. Okay. <laughs> right next to Long Beach. <laughs> New there. It's like two and a half square miles. It's an oil. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a oil community where there's oil wells at Home Depot, in between the houses. It is the richest field. Sounds like Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tell, 
Go ahead. This is really funny that my husband, when I married eight years ago, thank you, Ellie. He told me he was in oil. I said, oil, like the oil you put in your in your car, and he goes, yeah. And he says, no, oil, you know, with the pumping units. I went, oh, like Jr. Jr. You know, Dallas. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He he, that's what he did. And we have oil wells and such. And so, um, uh. And that's another story. Angela, another board member, which you should have her on sometime as well. And my other nonprofit lady, incredible people that are coming. Um, uh, I'm probably going to end up with oil well equipment. And one of my new board members, do you know what she does? She has a nonprofit that drills water wells in Africa because that's how you help people with all the disease. It's all about health and wealth. Water is so important. Water is so important here for us to drink, but mm -hmm. for other countries, it is, it is between life and death for them. So what's the chances that I marry an oil guy and I'm gonna end up with like equipment like, I thought, why am I a, a rig hand and know how to run a rig with my husband? And I'm probably the only person on YouTube that you'd ever see a woman run a rig, okay? and and pull the pipe and do the elevators i mean it's it's i had a pink heart hat too <laughs> and what's the chances of me meeting somebody that does that in another country it's pretty rad, it's that, pretty rad. stepping stones god's stepping stones that's what i call them so i'm i'm so grateful so I, tell I, us about the event the event is on sunday um uh, it is a general donation uh, fundraiser uh, because of what I've been going through um, with an estranged husband. It came to a point that I might have I was going to have to close it down because I literally was uh, paying everything myself. Um, and Edward and Brandy came along and they said, let's do a fundraiser. Let's do this wine tasting you know, wine into water, right? Water into wine. And so we are doing a wine tasting and we are uh, opening the center so that people can see the center. They can see what we've been doing for four years. And um, uh, uh, we're just we're just raising money for the overhead so we can keep the doors open and continue our retreats once a month. Everyone that does the retreats, no one is paid. I've never been paid. My nonprofit does, pays no one. It only goes to the overhead. Uh, we have three ways of, of donating into my center. What I realized with the American Cancer Society and Susan G. Coleman, big, big nonprofits, they're great. The only thing is, is it's hard to get it to my neighbor that has cancer next door. Like in Signal Hill, there was a waitress and she had cancer and she knew I'd had cancer. She needed her telephone bill paid. So she could, her boss could call her. She had a five-year-old son. We donated into the center so we could donate that money to pay for her can her her bill right then and there. Yeah. So, so what can people expect at this event? So the one it's at from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's at 1965 East 21st Street. Okay. Um, if you go on our website, CCN stands for Cancer Concierge network.org org if you go there you can donate there um, you can uh, see what we're all about our mission is to guide educate and refer to holistic modalities to discover your pathway of wellness um, and so uh, it's from one to five and we'd love to see everybody out there um, it's basically we're selling you know we're we have wine that was donated. If you want to donate anything, we're doing a silent auction. We've got um, golf. We've got like a, a golf club. I don't golf, so I don't even know what it is, but it's a golf club. Uh, all I know. And we've got, um, um, what else do we have? Uh, massages. And we have, um, gosh, I can't, my mind is going blank here. Um, uh uh, gifts cards to Lucille's, Costco donated to us. Um, uh, I just want to do a shout out to Thompson's Rockyard. We have a pathway in the front of the center. 
they donated all the rocks when we first started i hand laid them myself and that was like a couple of thousand dollars a few years ago and so um this is all about the community this is all about us having a local place that we can say hey you know what why don't you take a a, a step out of the route race and go to this this retreat that we have the second saturday of every month and go and just relax because we let everybody be who they are yeah. and and experience what they feel if they're angry i tell them you have the right to be angry if they want to cry if the if the mother or daughter says the cancer person says can you take my mom back there to give her a massage because she's really stressed out about me having cancer it's not just about the cancer person it's about the support person because joshua if i was your wife or i don't think you wife, would want the responsibility <clears throat> it would be you take on my responsibilities and yours who's stressed out you you might lose that person you have to take care of what they do and you got to take care of yourself is that a lot i felt that from my daughter i felt that from my family members that took care when i took care of my dad when i took care of my brother this is for you this is for everyone and it's just not cancer because cancer can show up as a heart attack cancer can show up as high cholesterol cancer can show up as losing it and checking yourself into a hospital okay that's right that's right so let's 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 all pay it forward today right let's get involved let's serve one another like you said well Listen, I, this sounds, I'll put the uh, link in the comments for people to find. Uh, thank you, Callie. For, uh, I always call you Callie because that's how your name shows up, Brandy. And it's really confusing sometimes. But here's the address. Cancer Concierge Network, Sunday, April 7th, 2019, from 1 to 5 p.m. That is at 1965 East 21st Street, uh, Signal Hill, California. So if you guys are near the area, it's by Long Beach. You guys stop by, check it out. There's wine um, and uh, there's gonna be gift baskets and just amazing people. I know Brandy's gonna be there. Elizabeth obviously will be there. Um, just amazing people. So if you guys can get out there to support it, it'd be absolutely terrific. Elizabeth, thank you so much for all your time. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for being an example of having life drop its ugly hand on you and then taking it and making beautiful flowers and giving it to the world. Thank you for doing that. Um, you have a blessed day, great weekend, and good luck at your event. Um, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. God bless. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, seriously, if you guys are at near Southern California, uh, San Diego, I mean, even if you're in Northern California and you want to make it down, it, I think it'll be a great event. Um, I know that if Brandy is involved with it, she does an amazing job. And... Um, it could be a lot of fun. Plus, you'll just meet really good people. And uh, I love what she's doing uh, in the world. So I just want to give a shout out again to Elizabeth and her organization. Again, thank you guys for all your support this week. Uh, thank you again for the for those of you who are just now have just now joined the show. Really excited. This will be the first episode and fortunately going to be able to go back and upload some of the other shows. Um, as you guys know, I... This is probably, since I started this, there's been about three or four different opportunities for the show to go on TV. And, you know, to be honest with you, it just never worked out uh, for various reasons. There's always something. I uh, started recording, was filming a separate version of the show uh, with a different network, and I backed out of it. And just something wasn't right for me. And uh, as of this morning, I signed a deal to be on Amazon, uh, Hulu, Roku, um, and like 80 other platforms. So like Sony, like all the, this, if you have a smart television, you'll be able to watch the show. And then it's going to be also on Amazon's coming out with a new app to show certain shows. And this, the show will be there too. Um, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Like I'm like to, to be asked to do it is pretty cool. Um, and so, it's not going to look any different. It's still the same show. I'm not going to, I mean, eventually I'll buy fancy equipment, but for right now, I mean, this is it. It's just going to be able to, uh, 
broadcast to, to millions of homes around the world. And that's kind of exciting. Um, obviously you have to build an audience, but if you have a smart television, uh, you'll be able to find the show very, very soon. So I'm going to get all that stuff uh, done today and uh, I'm really excited about it. So when we do have guests, you know, there's going to be an opportunity to be able to broadcast their message out um, on a, uh, a much bigger platform. Also, um, you know, you, you guys, <laughs> the characters of the show uh, will be very much a part of this as well. So it's going to look the same. I mean, I, I'd love to say that I'm going to have a bunch of fancy things to, uh, you know, video equipment and 15 cameras and special lighting, but right now, none of that matters. I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to finally have this show uh, go on the streaming networks and do it, get to do it the way that, um, you know, I feel, feel led about. Even when I make an idiot out of myself, like I did last night on last night's show. Um, so that'll be broadcast globally. <laughs> <laughs> so more people will get to see my idiosyncrasies, my uh, crying, my passion, sometimes rage. <laughs> That's, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I should have. I'm glad I did. Um, but I'm grateful for the opportunity. So, you know, and I like with guests, this is going to be off and on. Like I, I need, I get to do a better job of, you know, I need people, if they're gonna come on the show, it needs to kind of fall into, like I don't want everything, anything to ever be scripted, but it does need to fall in line with what this show's about. And anyone who comes on this show needs to be real because I can't, I, my, my silly brain won't allow me to, to want to do anything else. Like I don't, I'm just not impressed by business success because it's fleeting. I care about people like, okay, if you're successful, what are you doing with that success? Because the thing that I know, the bar that I raise, or the, I'm sorry, the, the, the bar that's set for me and the people that I look at as inspiration are not the people that are successful. Because, I mean, like people like Jason Cisneros, who's very successful and is easing suffering in the world and you know, some of my other friends that are doing that, that's, it's, that is inspiring, but it's the people that have nothing or what's, you know, we would perceive as nothing. When I see them sacrificially give, that's what inspires me. That, those are the people that, you know, the, Elizabeth, who was our guest just now, she started with nothing. You know, and she lost a bunch and yet she's still fighting. She's still serving. So those are the people that, you know, that I'm inspired by. And I just, I'm going to do a better job of having this kind of guest on. So anyway, the guys, thank you so much for today. Thank you for, um, Robert, blessed to see you here. I don't need all that fancy. <laughs> thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. Good to see you, Jessica. Thank you. Allie, thank you. Uh, did you call me Joseph? You can't call, that's my name. Nah, anyway, so you guys have a blessed day, have a blessed weekend, and I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye.